Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hola, damas y caballeros, and welcome to another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. This week's podcast is presented by our partners at Ben Online. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports info from live in-game betting, props, and futures. So if you head on over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet, if you use our promo code, which is Believe50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Huge thanks to Bet Online. Uh, so we're going to start the show a little different this week. Uh, Roger has something to get off of his chest, and I'm actually curious to see what grievances Festivus has brought upon us this year. So go ahead, Roger. So I've been thinking about this a lot for the last couple of weeks since we had our, our, our one of our last lives, and there's the one that kinda, one? The, yeah, the, <laughs> the one the one where Juan kind of just went off the rails and kind of he had he had some issues during that live. I had and defenders. A, I had people defending me on that show. The, by the there's way, there's a lot of people that don't know why Juan feels this certain way. We always talk about 1985, but some people weren't even born yet. I mean, a lot. I was not born were, in 1985. Yeah, I was so, born. So there's a lot of people that don't know what what happened back then. So I'm going to kind of fill everybody in with what happened in 1985. Wow. In reading was sort of talking about walking and pitch to that blank, blank Van Slyke. That's what he just muttered in the dugout. And I think it was a rhetorical question. Do I walk him and pitch to that so-and-so? He's not going to walk him. It is Jack Clark and Tom Needenfuhr going head-to-head and the ball game on the line and the crowd She's going out to the mound. Well, they want to make sure of the signs. They got Ozzy Smith at second base, and obviously he was switching signs. Needenfuhr looked like he was going to pitch off the stretch. He was worried about McGee, and then he had a little bit of doubt in his mind as to what the signs were, and so she's going to make them as simple as he possibly can because he's got enough to worry about with the two base runners and the batter without worrying about whether he gets the signs right. So make so them I'd simple. imagine what eight-year-old Juan right here is like sitting out. Just so that we can cover the Is that how old you were, Juan, eight? Uh, I hadn't turned eight yet, though. I hadn't turned eight. I was seven. Dang, carrying this around for 40 years. Dang. Yeah, I was, I, was cl- I was close to eight. Jack hit into a force play, hit a fly ball single to left, flied to right on the first pitch, and struck out. Look at Pedro. Look what happened to Pedro right there. Did you see him throw his glove on the ground? 
So that that is the moment that is traumatized for Juan for 40 years. Uh, kill the uh, kill the video, Roger. I, I saw Juan's soul leave his body. He just went. Right? Why are went... you making him relive this? Are you okay, Juan? Take a no. deep breath. No, the, he wants to just okay. piss me off. He wants to piss me off on purpose. No, actually, actually, I'm here to help you, Juan. And there's somebody else here that wants to help you. And we're going to bring him in right now. Hey, Tom, how's it going? <laughs> hey, Juan. It still hasn't changed. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? First of all, F you guys for doing this. F you guys. <laughs> All right, Tom, I need, I, I, you know, you, you need to help me here. First of all, Tom, I need to preface this statement by saying, I know I am completely illogical. Okay. There is a part of me who thinks rationally that doesn't blame you for any of this, that knows this isn't your fault, but, the but other there part. is seven year old me who saw my favorite, one of my favorite players, Pedro Guerrero, throw his glove on the ground and it just, it's my first baseball memory. And that was the first experience where I realized things don't work out in the end. Like your team doesn't win all the time. That's so. what baseball is competition. There's a winner and there's a loser. Right. Let me, uh, let me tell you something though. This will, this will ease your mind a little for this year. If I was pitching now, and let's say we were facing the Yankees, okay? Okay. Would I come in and, and strike out Aaron Judge in the seventh and then have to face him again in the ninth? That's true. How and many? Score, in, that, that's a good point, Tom. How many innings had you pitched in that game? Let our, our viewers know. Well, let, let me put it this way. I struck out Jack Clark in the seventh inning with the bases loaded. <laughs> no one remembers that. How many times does a closer face a guy twice? Wow. You know what? Oh. Tom, you totally sound like Lasorda right now. You, so, you sound like Lasorda. I got a few other facts for you on this note card if you'd like. <laughs> please, please, please. So people say, why didn't we walk Jack Clark? Okay. Okay. There's a left-handed batter on next. Have you ever seen a righty walk a righty to get to a left-handed hitter? Ever? N not no. in today's game, no. Okay. You want to know what Jack Clark was off me in his career? I looked this up. He was five for twenty-two. He had two twenty-seven in his career off me. Okay, so we had Steve Howe, our great left-handed closer, was in the drug clink. Okay, so we didn't have him. Tom, where's the empathy? It's a substance abuse problem. No, I'm, I'm going to give you another fact. So we had Jerry Royce warming up at the bullpen, okay? So if, if I walk Jack Clark, I'm not going to face Andy Van Slyke. We're going to bring Jerry Royce in, okay? They have a pinch hitter named Brian Harper back in the day. And if you look this one up, Brian Harper hit over 600 off of Jerry Royce in his career. So I think we had a better option of a guy hitting 227 off me than a guy hitting 600 off of Royce. This is the greatest day of my life. Yeah, this is so wow. awesome. This is awesome. another thing that will make you feel much better than for this Keep year. Coming, Tom. Keep it coming. So so the Dodger closer now, Krimble, Krimble, whatever his name is. Yeah. Okay, I threw 107 innings as a short reliever in 1985. My September ERA was over seven. So I was gassed by the time September came. My, my ERA for the whole season that year was still 2.7 for the whole season with an ERA of over seven. 
I'll guarantee you the Crimble, I threw 107 innings, has probably pitched half that amount this year. So he's not going to be a gas reliever going into those situations. Dang. This, this is, uh, you know, in, in my defense, Tom, I was seven, so I didn't do the deep dive <laughs> that, that you just did. But I do want to thank you because this is the closure. This is the closure. These guys, Everyone now has helped me. I am no longer trapped in 1985. We see. Now, there's the difference between you and me. If the Dodgers play the Cardinals, I'm still going to get bombarded by reporters calling me. So you know what? Years later. Okay, so we had Langell on the show, and Langell told us a story that when they had the reunion of the eighty one team, you know, Landrum. no, uh, Mark 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 Langell, oh, okay. the historian. Oh sure, so sure. He, Mark's a good he, buddy. He yeah. told us he told us this story that at the reunion of the eighty one team, you were worried that when you came out on the field, you were going to get booed, and it was the opposite. They they cheered you. How much of this? I go quite that far. No, so there were some boos. <laughs> were there some assholes like me there, Tom, that exactly. were booing you? <laughs> From seven year olds to the grown up, exactly. <laughs> Oh, so this wait, is incredible. The, the people from the Cardinals literally still call you to talk about this? No, from the nationwide sports reporters. If we play the Cardinals, they will still bring it up to this day. Like no really? other big home runs have ever happened. <laughs> you know, call Frick and Eckersley. See how that one goes. <laughs> <laughs> or Mitch Williams, right? Mitch Williams and Joe yeah, Carter. My buddy Joe Carter, exactly. Or who gave who gave up the bomb to Matt Stairs? Oh, it was Broxton. Broxton. Broxton, thank you. Yeah, that ball still hasn't landed. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was just like, was it Broxton? I'm pretty sure it was. But I, uh, by the way, Craig Kimbrell this year has only thrown 53 and one third. So less than half of what I threw. Less than half. So yeah. there you go, Juan. The, the, I think he's going to be a little fresher. I think he'll be. I think he'll be all right. Also, I mean, I, I my my takeaway from this though is, you know, I, I'm I'm a little concerned. You know, postseason is a different ball game than a regular season. And if they face the Mets, you know, it's best starting pitcher against best starting pitcher. We don't have Bueller. Gonsolin's out. Uh, you know, they're going to have Scherzer. They're going to have DeGrom. It, it's, it's a lot tougher matchup in postseason when you have ace against ace. The overall record doesn't mean quite as much. In 83, you know, we beat the Phillies 11 out of 12. We were excited to play the Phillies. Steve Carlton threw a one nothing shutout against us the first game. So when okay. you get the so, ace going in the first game, it's uh, a huge difference. You, you and Juan sound alike. Like you guys. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Here's you guys are all quick to be like, oh, Tom got you. Look at that throwing facts. Tom says the exact same thing that I say about the Mets, and I'm the Prince of Darkness. Hold but up, when so it comes he, out of Tom's out of Tom's mouth, oh, it, in, it's okay. But I'm just Tom's saying defense. The, I'm just saying the postseason is you can't judge regular season records going into the postseason. But that's what also, I said, Tom. Juan, but, but Tom is also talking from firsthand experience because he pitched in the game. Yeah. Well, obviously, yes, he's a better athlete than all of us combined. You know, that's 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 not. You know, we we just assume that the audience knows this. Look, we're just a bunch of people who sit here and watch the game and second guess and do all that stuff. But I keep telling you guys, post traumatic stress disorder is real. And that 1985, and I'm telling you, it's my first memory. It's the first time it came to me that there are no happy endings. So that my team doesn't back. win. So we let took two steps it, back. Juan, let me put it a different way. Let's say, which we all wish would have happened, Jack Clark pops out, okay? Yeah. That was game six, correct? Yeah. 
We're facing John Tudor who won 23 games the next day. Yeah, you guys are going to win. You're going to win because you forced the game seven, Tom. You for It changes everything. Yeah. It changes. And your closer had thrown 50 pitches and won't be available the next day. <laughs> but it's a different era, Tom. That's when men were men. You know, over there, you guys... You guys played real baseball, not whatever these guys are playing. I told the you, you gymnastics know, are in my era really struggles to watch a game these days. It's, it's changed that much. I, I can imagine, because I remember Goose Gossage a while back always complaining about how the... And look, the guy who's in my fight club is Tony LaRussa. He's the one who started all this shit. The like, one-inning reliever? Yeah, the one-inning reliever. Because you're right, after that... It was just like, you know, you guys would go three innings to get a save. I remember we were in a pennant race. I don't know if it was 81, 83, or 85. But I pitched four days in a row. I went three innings, two innings, two innings, three innings for four days. And now if a guy throws one inning two days in a row, they give him a day. It was, I was out in uh, Chicago last weekend doing something. I ran into Lee Smith. And uh, we, we were talking how me, him, and Jeff Reardon back in the day were the three guys in the National League who were always getting the three-inning saves back then. No, I, I mean, this, uh, Tom, really, seriously, I can't thank you enough for coming on it's here. Awesome, I, 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 it is. I, this is, so, this, hey, I am up for therapy. This is therapy, man, because right? he just laid it down to me. Because I never, I didn't know those numbers that you had against Jack Clark. Like, I knew, not. as you referred to, uh, the man struggling with his drug addiction being in the drug clean. But everybody, everybody uses how. Everybody always, look, in, you need to know this too, Tom. Everyone we talk to about this, every single person defends you. I'm the only asshole that comes into this illogical hatred that, you know, just makes no sense. But everyone else has always said, Tom was out there because how could it be out there? It was like you literally took one for the team. You know what? Um, I mean, obviously, Steve, you know, God rest his soul and everything, but uh, he had a problem with drugs. And, and if he didn't run into that problem, besides winning in 81, I really believe we'd have won at least one more, if not two more, if we would have had yeah. me, him and Dave Stewart in the bullpen at the same time. So uh, let me ask you that, Tom. I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, that, that this Dodgers group, is it's like a dynasty. However, they only have one World Series to show for it. I mean... That, does that still make them a dynasty, even though they just won one? I wouldn't say they're a dynasty by any means. I mean, I think a dynasty is the New England Patriots, uh, the New York Yankees in their prime, you know, with, with Mariano Rivera. But uh, just getting to the playoffs with expanded playoffs the way they are now, I don't, I don't find that as any dynasty, just getting to the playoffs. So, like, your team then, the, the teams, I mean, because it goes back into the late 70s, too, when they had that run against the Yankees and then in 81 – finally getting over the hump. If the Dodgers would have won in 83 or in any of those other years, if they would have won in 85, if they would have beat the Royals, if they would have gotten there, I mean, is that team look differently? Because I still look at those Dodgers 80s teams as like, those are really good teams. You go from the 60s to that that 80s team. Well, if you look at their prime, I mean, I, I got there in 81. But if you look at their prime with Garvey, say, and all those guys bake, uh, you know, losing to the Yankees in 77 and 78, then winning in, in 81, being in the playoffs, 83, 85. I mean, that's a pretty darn good run there. And if, like I said, if we could have mixed in another win or two out of, out of that thing, uh, uh, that would have been pretty close to a dynasty. But like I say, just making the playoffs, heck, what are there, eight teams, seven teams in each league this year making the playoffs? Yeah. 
I don't even understand what the format is this year. With <laughs> so, Tom, in all seriousness, how much grief did have have you gotten since '85? Like, not as much as Bill Buckner. Oh, really? <laughs> so so '86, you you became a Bill Buckner fan? Is that what you're like? Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know what? It, a lot of the fans just look at the fact of what happens. Like. Uh, a friend of mine, Gary Anderson, who's a field goal kicker for the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, he made 28 or 35 field goals in a row, and he missed one in the playoffs, and they lost. You know, field goal kickers and relievers are a lot the same. You're, you're expected to do, to do the job every time, and if you miss, you know, it's going to be uh, glorified and, and magnified more than it really is. But, uh, you won. You could not have been a reliever because you got to learn to let things go for the next day. <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? It's like everyone says that you got to have a short memory. But I mean, there, there's a lot of mental aspects to this game, right? Like the guys that, that get the yips, like when Sachs couldn't throw to first base, right? Yeah, it's... I get on the mound watching that. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, the same I, year. I think we tried Guerrero at third too. That was a good option. <laughs> I uh, you heard I, about that famous meeting, didn't you, back in the day? No, no. tell us, tell us. We oh, we want to hear that. Tommy has a meeting, and he says we have the best pitching. He says, guys, we have the best pitching staff in the league. We just got to make the routine plays. We got to. We gotta, he says, Pete, what are you thinking down there at third? He says, you got to look at the big dodger in the sky and say, please God, let him hit the ball to me. And Pete goes, Tommy, I, I cannot lie. He says, I, I look up into the sky and I say, please, God, don't let him hit the ball to me. We're just done. <laughs> Tommy goes, Pete, tell me that's not all you're thinking. He goes, nope. He says, I say, don't let him hit it to sacks either. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, I love it. I, I want to thank you, Tom, for being a good sport about uh, letting uh, – you know, the guy who has you in a fight club challenge you face. He, to face he's out of my fight club now. No, in all seriousness, I'm, be I'm being dead serious right That's now. Gross. This was a very cathartic experience for me. Because All I know is, is you'll get the last laugh if the Dodgers happen to play the Cardinals. You can imagine what my phone's going to be doing. <laughs> I, I'm telling you it, this. If they win, I'm getting my need and fear throwback jersey, and I'm going to go around, and I'm going to throw all those facts that you just gave me right now. To everyone and anyone that'll listen. Exactly. Tom, thanks. I'm sorry. If you – if. And if and when the Dodgers play the cards, will you come back on with us and join us, please? You're such a good sport, and you it's have a safe space. We promise. No, video, no video highlights. No, no more video highlights. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, yeah, Tom. I'm not the asshole that went ahead and showed that before you. Yeah, I, still we, see we, those damn, I still see those damn Clydesdales running around Bush Stadium <laughs> out there. Yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd love to spend more time with you on another, another occasion, Tom, if you're open to it. Yeah, if you're open to it, we'd love to have you back. No Clydesdales. We'll All right, keep... you got my number. Keep in touch. We'll do, right, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Tom, Tom the viewer, everyone. Thanks, Bravo. Bravo, Tom. Bravo, Thank Tom. You. There you go, Juan. That was a cathartic. So you experience. feel better now, Juan? No, I, 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 I was very sorry. I was not expecting that, and but I, I didn't know anything that he just said about his numbers versus Jack Clark because I'm telling you, years ago when Tommy, God rest his soul, he was still alive. They, someone he he was taking calls and they called him and they're like Tommy I love you why'd you pitch to Jack Clark and Tommy lost his shit right like and this was like twenty who knows how many years later and Tommy still was so pissed that people second guessed his decision but I'm sure Tommy had those numbers Tommy knew that hey 
you know, he can't, he doesn't hit any fear. And you hear it in that video. He's like, I'm not going to pitch the fucking Van Slyke. Well, and you know who had those numbers too? And you should have had him this entire time, bro. Tom Needenfuhr. Tom Needenfuhr had him and you just need uh, revenge is a best dish served cold, my friend. And he, he, he got you good. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I think you guys are right. I think it's time to bury the hatchet. It is not 1985. Well, I hope you bury it because I want him to come back. But if I do see Jack Clark, fuck you. And then uh, same, and, and Ozzy Smith doesn't get away with it either, that motherfucker. So uh, anyways. Anyway, speaking of, uh, of Jack Clark, I, I didn't expect there to be as much Jack Clark today uh, talk today. But uh, uh, Roger, you, you got to do the bit. like, Or whoever has the music has to do the bit. <laughs> oh, that is true. You know, we have a bit. <laughs> we we got to be committed to the bit. We here. do have to commit. I mean, this is the production quality, ladies and gentlemen, of the Bluebird Podcast. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Somebody unexpectedly just showed up. I wonder who it could be. It's yeah. not Jack Clark, though. We we just we just motherfucked Jack Clark left and right. So it's not Jack Clark. Let's see. Let's see who this is. And stopping by the Cardenasa for a few minutes. A uh, friend of the carne asada, one of the realest of the reels, uh, Polo Asensio, play, uh, Spanish play-by-play guy for, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, play-by-play guy for uh, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals who are coming to town. Polo, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien. Buenos días, buenas tardes, buenas noches. It all depends where you're at, where you're looking at. Um, and I'm in Tijuana, so this is a real, esta es una, una carne asada de aneta, compas, de norteño, las cartablancas, aquí afuera está el asador que hemos usado for 20 years here in la casa de mi mamá in Tijuana, Mexico. So, hey, I'm happy to be with you guys. And, and first of all, before we go on, I want to congratulate all of you and Roger and, and Aisha that, you know, she's, she's not here uh, today. But uh, what you guys are doing, man, I mean, from the last time that I talked to you to now, you guys have been, you are part of this now. You, let me tell you something, something that sometimes I have trouble, like, grasping. You guys belong. You're not. Those guys that, ah, yeah, they have a podcast, ah, con el Roger que vendía camisas, ahí en el Swap Meeting, ahí en el Santa Fe Springs y todo eso. No, no, no. You guys, you guys, you guys belong. Congratulations. And, and you're welcome, because I know I was a big part of that. So you're welcome. <laughs> eso, mero. Gracias, Polo. Gracias. Gracias por, uh, for, for bringing us along, for, for letting us uh, tag along. That's all I can I, do. Uh, th- I wanted to ask you something. Obviously, Albert Pujols is, is, is about to have a historical moment in, in what I think is the most fitting way of being a Cardinal again, right? But I, I wanted to ask you something because I know you're a baseball savant historian, the whole thing. Do you think there's ever going to be another guy that hits seven home, 700 home runs again? I don't see it. I don't see it. And, and let, Okay, you talk about it in general, right? In general, I really don't see it because who's there? Uh, Aaron Judge, it took him like five, six, six years to actually get to whatever he's doing this season. Is he going to do it next season? We don't know, right? Um, Mac, uh, Mike Trout, oh, the next big thing. Hey, the guy is a stud when he's healthy, but when is he healthy? Bryce Harper. I mean, you, you can look at Vladimir Guerrero, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and especially where he plays in Toronto. The ball yeah. flies there. Yeah, the ball yeah. flies. So if he stays, he could be that guy. It's going to be very hard. Uh, I am going to say in my lifetime, no. And I hope to live another 50 years at least. Well, that put me pinche bien viejito, but anyway. So, um, <laughs> so um, I, I say no. I, I say no. And especially, guys, especially, let's not forget, 
I know he's there, right? He he is he's almost there. He can taste it. Uh, a Latino, nacido en, en República Dominicana. I mean, he is going to be when he gets there, and I hope he does because you know how baseball is. It's a little, yeah. it's fickle, you know, fickle. Um, a Latino man doing it not only for him, not only for his family, for Dominican Republic, but for all of us. And I mentioned that the other day on a really cool interview and a little uh, a column that uh, Katie Wu for The Athletic, she wrote. And when she asked me, hey, what would it be for you to do this? Uh, I'm like, it will be amazing because I will bring justice if I get to call it. Um, I'll bring a little justice and I will be thinking about all those great Latino players that played it 50, 60 years ago, you know, going back to, you know, Beto Avila, the Mexican-born Beto Avila back in the 50s, 60s with the Indians. And now the Guardians back then, it was okay to say Indian. Um, to Moses Alou, you know, Mateo Alou, the great Manny Mora that you guys love and I love. Uh, uh, Julian Javier, who played for the Cardinals, he was the first Latino inducted into the Cardinals Hall of Fame this year, Julian Javier. And obviously you go on and on. Even Fernando Valenzuela, uh, Rafael Furcal, you know, numbers that people relate uh, a little more in, 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 in L.A., the sacrifice of those people can be justified or can be celebrated when Albert does his 700 home runs. Not only the sacrifice of Albert Pujols, but all those Latinos. So, um, yeah, it's a big moment. So I hope we see it. I hope I get to call it. And will, I, will we ever see 700 again? I doubt it. No, and, and the, the main reason I brought it up is actively, Miggy, I think, is the closest to, to the list, and he's five. I think he's five. I, I looked at that. Uh, uh, it's Miguel Cabrera and Nelson Cruz are the closest. And yeah, Nelson, yeah. Is, it was last time I checked, it was at 456. Uh, Miggy was at 506, I believe. Yeah, I believe. 506, yeah, yeah. And then the one under was Robinson Cano, and Robinson Cano is pretty much uh, done around here. And then from the active Latino players, the closest one, not even at 300 yet, Manny Machado. I know people in L.A. love Manny Machado. <laughs> so um, it, he was, when I looked, he was at like 276, 279. So, and, and, and the other thing, guys, uh, Manny Machado is in his 11th season at 29 years old. And he has about, let's just say, 280, right? Yeah. Yeah. Albert Pujols, at his 11th season, he was 31 at 445 home runs. At age 31, 10 years ago. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's in the water in Anaheim. But the guy in Anaheim, he just, he just, you know, I don't know, that Mickey Mouse stuff that they do down there. Um, it, it, just, it just didn't help him. But just, you know, put that into perspective. 11 seasons, 445. Manny Machado, 11 seasons, 280. And basically two, eight, two, two years difference. That's how amazing Albert was and still is. And, for, Nelly, and for, this, for the sake of Nelly, he has 459 and he's 39. So, I mean, yeah. it's not even close. It's hey, not- r- r- real quick, uh, Alonzo, I, I, because he wants to call uh, uh, Pool Host's 700 home run, I yeah. think we have a preview of what it might sound like. Yes. Okay. Let's right, see. baby face? I like the, uh, the fist pump there at the end. I, uh, 
I was going to hit the desk. I was going to hit the desk. And I'm like, this Wait, is the best part. Yeah, that, that, is, that is the best part for me of the whole, the whole video, the whole moment. Uh, every time I see that video, first of all, on my dad, um, I didn't know they were recording this. So that day I did the game. I did a couple games by myself last week. And I didn't know, like, you know, there will be like like somebody from the office, they will come over and sit down. I'm like, you know what? Do it. That's fine. Sit here and, and, and be part of this. I don't I don't care. Um, and I didn't know they were recording this. There's been two times this year where somebody is in the booth recording when Albert is hitting and Albert hits a home run. And that's the second one. And I didn't know that was happening until later. The guy, Ben Boyd, he is our director of, uh, of affiliates in St. Louis. He sent me the video, and then the guy next to me, we were playing the Reds. I forget his name. He's a former pitcher. He came in, and he's like, dude, what an energy. Oh, my God. I could hear you screaming on the other side of the wall. I'm like, sorry. He's like, no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and and uh, that's pure energy, pure emotion, pure uh, happiness. Not only, like I said, not only for him. Obviously, for the Cardinals, uh, uh, Cardinals uh, fans in attendance and around the world, but for all the Latinos, man, I mean, we we deserve this. We we do, and I know that we're celebrating the Hispanic Heritage Month, and sometimes it looks like it's a checkbox. Oh, okay, let's celebrate that, so everybody stays quiet. But that that's part of the whole celebration, and uh, and yeah, that was six ninety eight, bro. I mean, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, things have not changed. We're not doing uh, many road games. Actually, this year we're doing the last three road games of the season, we're doing them because it's the last three games of, first of all, Yadier Molina, the, one of the greatest catchers that ever lived. Those are the last three games of his career because playoffs, you know, playoffs don't really count unless you win the championship. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. We lost Polo. That's that's what happens uh, in Tijuana sometimes. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 but it's el cartel looking for money. I'm like, no, 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 my bad. Hey, cartel people, I love you guys. Uh, so, so it's you know, it's uh, it's um, it was it was crazy. It, it was real. It comes from the heart. And another quote that I gave a Katie Katie Wu without even knowing, I said, it comes from the heart, and nothing. If it comes from the heart, nothing can beat it. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's been a fun ride. I hope uh, he hits one at Dodger Stadium for six ninety nine, and then he hits seven hundred in, in, in St. Louis when we close the season. So I get to call it. I'm being a little selfish here, so because I deserve it. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, so you, you mentioned it already, Polo. So uh, La Máquina. I know you. Everybody calls him La Máquina, but to us, he's always going to be El Tío. He is. He is Tío Albert. And to me, I, I got to ask you this. It seemed when the Angels, you mentioned it earlier, who knows what's in the water in, Anna, in Anaheim. But it seems that when the Angels released him and he got to the Dodgers, he got rejuvenated. The, the, the way he finished off the season, I, I think it's right for him to go back to the Cardinales this year and finish his career with the Cardinales. To me, that it seems right. But what do you, if, for him... I, I get it. The perfect would be for him to hit one more home run at Dodger Stadium and get 700 in St. Louis. 
But have you ever talked to him about what happened last year? Was there something about the Dodgers organization that did rejuvenate it? Or is that just me being a homer and giving the Dodgers too much credit? I haven't. And I've talked to Albert about a lot of things. I haven't. And one day I will. You know, one day I will. Once the season is over and he comes back to San... My favorite part of Albert playing with the Cardinals this season is that he's going to come back to San Luis. If he would have played with anybody else, it would have been hard for him to come back, uh, you know, as a Hall of Famer or whatever. But now that he's a Cardinal, it's going to be a lot easier for him to show up in spring training or whatever. So uh, um, I will ask him. I, I will sit him down once. Right now, this is over because everywhere he goes, you know, oh, there's 50 people asking the same question over and over and over. And um, once this is done, um, and, and we can reflect. I will ask him for you guys, just for you guys. Just for Thank you. you. I appreciate that. I, I want to segue uh, into it's the Maestro's last season. All right. We've been trying to get his flowers the whole season. To me, I'm very disappointed. They haven't given him enough credit, I feel, this year. I, I know people say, oh, come on, Juan. They've done stuff for him. I'm like, dude, this is Jaime Jarrin, and I will argue this. And I know that you Vin Scully worshipers will say he, Vin is the GOAT. But for me, Jarrin is right there next to him. I mean, Mira, la, la, and I'm sorry to interrupt that. I know we, no, we no, were no. supposed to have 15 minutes. We're already on 30. Again, I, I'm here all <laughs> day, guys. Um, for, for those who don't listen, for those who don't understand what Jaime has done and how hard I talk about the, 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 the credit, right. For the, for the players that paved the way for Albert to hit 700. Um, the first couple of seasons of Jaime Harin, if you listen to Jaime in Espanol and you understand what he's saying, you will hear a lot of Vin isms stuff that Vin used to like, Hey, ¿qué tal, amables amigos? Recibo un abrazo donde quiera que se encuentre. Los saludamos desde el, desde el Dodger Stadium. Yo soy Jaime Jarrín y bienvenidos al béisbol de los Dodgers. There you go. That's what he says. Vince Scully. Hello, everyone, and have a good evening, wherever you may be. This is Vince Scully from Dodger Stadium. Same thing, different language. Why? Because when Jaime started, el maestro started, he was in a studio somewhere in L.A. Listening to Vince Scully call the game. Because there was no phone, there was no TV, there was nothing like that. It was radio. So Jaime would listen to Vin. And then 5, 10, 15 seconds, he will repeat what Vin said because Jaime wasn't there. And that's the way he did it the last, the, the few first seasons. He told me this story. He told me this story until Vin Scully walked up to the O'Malley's office and said, hey, this is a disservice not only to Jaime, but to the Latinos in LA that you want to bring to the stadium. So this man needs to go on the road. So to have Vin walk into the owner's office, say, hey, we need to take this guy on the road. It will be like somebody for me, for some, it will be like somebody from the Cardinals broadcast team or TV or whatever, walk into the owner's office, say, hey, why is Polo not on the road chasing 700 with us? That, that I mean, that moment for Jaime changed everything. And it changed everything to this day. So I know what you're saying. And I, and I asked this question 10, 12 years ago. Um, there's only so much we can do as fans. 
and there's a lot we can do as fans. I know that the Dodgers have a very nice uh, uh, going away uh, last weekend of this of the season where Jaime they're giving away a pin, which I already saw it is really cool. But even with Vin, you know, a bobblehead after bobblehead, and God rest his soul, uh, with Jaime, you could do bobbleheads every day for those two, especially for Jaime, and it would never, it would never be enough. It will never be enough. Yesterday, um, I was driving home. I live up in Santa Barbara, and uh, I was driving to San Diego for the game uh, the other night for the Cardinals and the Padres, and I'm listening to Jaime, right? I'm listening to the Spanish broadcast booth, and at that moment, it was Jaime, and then Pepe and, and, and Fernando. And by the way, what a great job Jose Mota is doing. Yeah. What a fantastic job Jose Mota is doing. Another um, another former angel that the angels don't know how to use, and the Dodgers are the ones that make him shine. Absolutely. I mean, the monkey can come to Dodger Stadium and be a bigger <laughs> monkey. He'll turn into a freaking King Kong yeah. little monkey. You know? um, so, uh, uh, and I'm listening to Jaime. And he's like, oh, yeah, mañana, los, uh, tomorrow. I was, I'm, I'm going to say it in English so for those who don't speak the beautiful language of Espanol. Um, he, he said, hey, tomorrow, you know, the, the Arizona's here. And on the weekend, the Cardinals are going to be here with Albert Pujol chasing 700. And then he said something. It will be, it will be great. It will be my honor to call 700 if he hits it here. And when Jaime says that, you know, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty big. Like, I get goosebumps again. And then I was inside the Padres booth with Eduardo Ortega, a future Hall of Famer, a guy born and raised in Tijuana, Mexico, like myself. And yesterday, when he was about to hit, Carlos Hernandez, former Dodgers catcher and, and now Padres commentator with, with, uh, with Eduardo, uh, Carlos looks at him and pushes the cuff button so nobody can hear what he's saying. And, and Carlos told him, hey, if he hits it, celebrate it as if it was your home run celebrate it as if it was a Padre doing it. And Eduardo was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Like, if it's not me calling that home run, who else better than a future Hall of Famer, mentor, friend, confidant of Polo Asensio, Eduardo Ortega, and Jaime Jarrín, mentor. I'm not even going to say friend because I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I cannot even fathom that. Uh, mentor, uh, inspiration, uh, El Maestro, I mean, Hopefully, if it's not going to happen in San Luis, I hope he happens in San Diego or L.A., but not in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, man. <laughs> bad, 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 bad things happen in Milwaukee, if not just ask Dave I say. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's insane. No uh, lies have been detected. No, and, and the reason I say that is because we have three. Well, we had three in San Diego, three in L.A., and then two in Milwaukee before we go for three in, 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 uh, in San Luis. But, but, yeah, guys, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun times uh, with the Cardinals. It's great times with, with the Dodgers. It's almost October, and, and the chase for the championship is going to be a lot of fun. And I have a feeling that, once again, we will, we will meet uh, a Chavez Ravine with, with uh, uh, moving on to the next round on the line between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. And, and believe me, for me, one game, I almost – had a heart attack last season when you guys eliminated us. I, I was going to say, have you recovered from what Chris Taylor did to you? Let me tell you a quick, quick, <laughs> funny story. You know, I have stories for everything. That day, I mean, I, I, I loved everything, right? The atmosphere, Dodger Stadium, my family being there, me as a Cardinal. My, my, I told, my, I told my, my wife and my kids, hey, whatever you do, you're going to the game, right? Do not wear Cardinals gear. 
Because you know Dodger fans. Yeah. We know Dodger fans, right? We can be a little rowdy at times, or they can be a. I used to be rowdy at that. Now I'm not. <laughs> uh, uh, because I'm not a Dodger fan anymore. That's why I'm wearing a. Hey, Ozzy Smith, go crazy, folks. Oh, man. You might. <laughs> why didn't you just wear a Jack Clark jersey while you're at it coming on the show? Hey, because I don't like him. He was a giant. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, what happened? So, okay, so that happens, right? And Chris Taylor with the little thing, 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 bam! I'm like, dang. I remember clearly, I said, there's a, in Espanol, batazo elevado, jardín izquierdo, la pelota se fue, gana los Dodgers, acabó el juego, vamos a la pausa. Boom, that's all I said. <laughs> and, then, and then I did this with my computer. I went like this, plop, I closed it, put my stuff away. Post-game show didn't matter anymore because we were out. And uh, about a month later, I get my bag where I have all my stuff, and I was going to use my computer. So I open my computer, and what's in my computer? The freaking game. Like when, <laughs> I, when I closed it, it froze. So when I opened it, I see, I see the little game day thing on MLB. I see Chris Taylor hitting a home run. I'm like, thank you, baseball gods, for reminding me <laughs> that uh, baseball is, uh, it's a, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a fickle. It's a fickle game. That's why, uh, yeah. But, so, um, yeah. So, so yeah. I wanted to ask Polo before uh, before we say you lose. Polo Asensio joining us here for a few moments, a uh, uh, play-by-play guy for the St. Louis Cardinals, Espanol play-by-play guy. Um, Ali Marmol has has I feel like kind of changed the, the the culture a little bit. Not to say that the culture was bad there. The, it, you know, there was there there was a, a lot of moving parts over the last couple of years. But Ollie Ollie is showing kind of folks that he's a real one. You know, he's protecting guys and and he's and he's. He said some shit to some umpires and like some some of that shit that you should, you probably shouldn't say. Hey, he 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 still owes me because um, uh, Ali obviously uh, I love him. Yeah, he's great. He's great for baseball. He's great with me. Uh, and if you're great with me, it doesn't matter if you're bad with baseball. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, um, you know he, he's he's like a lot of us, or oh, not not me because I was born and raised in Mexico and lived here. He's like a lot of people watching right now, and this is not a knock on anybody that uh, he, he uh, was born in a Latino household and uh, the Spanish was not, it was pushed and he, he speaks Spanish, but, but, you know, a lot of English, especially in school, you know, when you go to middle school, high school, college, obviously your Spanish kind of like fades away because you're, you're always speaking uh, English. And at the beginning of the season, I told him, hey, Ali, um, Oliver, yo le digo Oliver. Hey, Oliver, uh, I need you at least once a homestand to do something in Spanish for me. Um, can you do that? And he's like, yeah, we can do it. Okay. So after a few, he's like, Polo, you know, I'm having a hard time. Uh, I don't want to embarrass myself. I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not here to gotcha. I'm here to help you. And I'm here for you to help me. So we can do an interview. If you don't like it, we can do it again. Nobody's here with us. Like I go in this, like uh, being part of the Cardenales radio, I have five minutes or as many minutes as he can give me alone with him in his office with the door closed where a lot of things are discussed besides the, uh, besides the, uh, the, the, the actual interview, like, you know, the very important topic of the, you put ketchup in on your eggs uh, for breakfast. Oh, uh, he, he said, no, I said, yes. I'm like, come on. But anyway, um, so he tells me, he's like, Hey, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable. my like, dude, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm never going to put out there something that is not you don't feel comfortable with. And kid you not, kid you not, you know, we've done a few. 
the last time he saw me in San Diego, he's like, hey, Polo, uh, we didn't talk today. Because, again, I, and now I get him the first game of every every series, right? At the beginning, it was the first game of every homestand. We were ramping it up to the point where now he sees me. He's like, Polo, sigues tú. Polo, sigues tú. He's so comfortable doing this. He's so comfortable doing Spanish, and he has embraced the responsibility of being a Latino in baseball, and not only that, but being the manager of the San Luis Cardinals. And, and you know, nothing against anybody else. Yeah. But being the manager of the San Luis Cardinals, it's a big deal. Being the manager of the Dodgers, the, 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 the Yankees, you know, the big franchises that moved and changed something in life, right? And, and those franchises have that, that stigma, you know, have the, have the championships. Hello, San Diego, what up? Um, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's something different. You know, it, it just hits you a little different. Yeah. And he has, he has embraced it. He's done a great job. And, dude, he is younger than three of his superstars, Yadier yeah. Molina, Albert Pujols, and Adam Wainwright. He's and, younger and, than me. <laughs> he's younger <laughs> than all of us, bro. Yeah. <laughs> No, and the reason I asked that again, he he's he's not. You have the superstars, right? You have you have Goldie, you have Nolan, you have you know Yachty, you have Pujols, you have a, a you know a murderers row guys. But the guy that stuck out to me all year is Ollie, just because the way that he's gone about it, the way that he's kind of turned it around, and now you know playoff contender, you know sending out Pujols and Yachty off in the right way. Uh, I good for you guys for for many years to come. Hopefully, uh, he'll be there for a long time. Hey, uh, yeah, and, and like you said, you know, with Goldie, with Arenado, with Tommy Edmond, you know, the young guys like like Brandon Donovan, uh, you know, the guys coming up with Nolan Gorman, with Dylan Carlson. I mean, it's it's uh, it looks good. It looks it looks really good. The future looks really good in, in St. Louis, and I think there's going to be a lot of good baseball played in, in the future there. And who knows? You know, maybe those rivalries, uh, 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 Dodgers, Cardinals, Cardinals, Dodgers in the playoffs, come back to life. I mean, it started last season. And hopefully this year continues, and and for the future, why not? I mean, when you see there's logos and uniforms that you see and you immediately feel respect. You can hate all you want, but there's some logos and uniforms in baseball and sports that you see them. You know, like like the Celtics and the Lakers. I'm not a Laker fan, but I respect the purple and gold and the Celtics too. Um, when you see them, you're like, damn, that's cool. Damn, the, the, those damn Cardinals again, those damn Yankees, those damn uh, Boston Red Sox, those those Dodgers, you know? It's yeah. not like you see Kaka Brown in yellow. It's like, ah, whatever, <laughs> nobody cares, you know? But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I, I like I, I like every time that you've had a chance to get in a jab against them, you've gone for it. Well done, sir. Well against who? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, and I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with hey, two things. Stay classy. Stay classy, I... Santiago. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> I... So I had said earlier in the season as we were kind of, you know, approaching this postseason run where they're at now that I don't want any piece of the Cardinals and I don't want any piece of the Bravos. That still stands today. I don't want any piece of the Cardinals. and I don't want any piece of the Bravos. But it looks like that's probably at some point those are going to come to a head. And then my, my counterpart here, Juan Ramirez, was adamant that Albert Pujols was not going to hit 700 home runs. Hey, bro, <laughs> he's two away. And I told you, he, he, he's, he's got nothing to, to lose because this is it. This is it. Yeah, but I don't know what happened at the All-Star game. Again, it was at Dodger Stadium. So maybe he went to the Palenque out in right field or left field, and they gave him something. But since the All-Star break, that guy, Polo, dime la verdad. Before the All-Star break, did you think he was going to get to 700? 
At the beginning of the season, yes. Uh-huh. When he signed, like, we go, let's go. Then, okay, this is what happened. He started slow because he was not playing. Okay. Right? If it's a, it's like you guys, all of us, let's go to the gym once a month. Ain't going to happen. No chance. If you, if you go to the gym three, four times a week, hey, vamos a estar bien papacitos acá, que pasó, William Levy and shit. <laughs> um, so that's what happened here. The guy was not playing. Uh, four four uh, bats here, four bats there. Oh, one bat off the bench against the lefty. I don't care who you are. It's not going to work. Yeah. The, the guy started playing. The guy started hitting. The, the guy started showing better discipline and better at bats than a lot of the choices that were there as DH. And, and that's, that's what he made his own opportunity. Like when, when he signed with the Cardinals, he knew there was a plan. Hey, you're not going to play every day. We're going to play you here and there. Are you okay with it? Yeah, let's go. Then baseball tells you a different story. You start doing this. You start doing that. You start going, 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 going. Next thing you know, you're a superstar. I mean, the Dodgers, right? He's not a superstar maybe on the field because his numbers don't say that. But he is a superstar in the clubhouse. And you guys had him, Hansel Alberto. Yeah. Without, without Hansel Alberto, the Dodgers are not the Dodgers right now. Just and the guy, what, he's oh. hitting, I don't know the yeah, number, something... I have it looked like 250 or something maybe. Something like that, he, yeah, yeah. He, he comes to pitch every so often. <laughs> it's like, that, 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 that's, he even said, put me to pitch against Albert, I'll gladly, I'll yeah. gladly <laughs> put one for the home run. Yeah. So, so when you have characters like that in your clubhouse, that changes a lot, right? Yeah. That changes a lot. And, and with Albert, he, he started hitting, he started having fun, and the young guys that he was mentoring, the Lars Nudbar, the Juan Yepes, the Brendan Donovan, and everybody else in the clubhouse started having fun. Next thing you know, they they have a they even have a freaking wooden pepper grinder this big. You know, it's like it's like uh, it's, it's it's crazy how a little fun can reflect on the scoreboard and when you're hitting, because baseball is supposed to be fun. Yeah. If you don't have fun while working in baseball, while playing baseball, while calling a game of baseball, then let somebody else that wants to have fun and project that to the fans. And, and that's what, what's happening in St. Louis right now. I mean, right now it's a little, you know, they've been slow hitting lately, but I, we have a couple of weeks to get it back in track. And it happens, you know, oh, it's a long no. season. No. Uh, luckily, you know, the Brewers, they just deflate it. Um, and, and, and the Cardinals took advantage. It, it, uh, yeah, what, what Albert uh, is doing, it's, um, it's not unbelievable. It's not unimaginable. It's legendary. And legendary doesn't come around often. So, no. Dodger fans, if you have a chance to go this weekend, go. See Albert. Clap for him. Cheer for him. Boo him. Throw whatever you want at him. But don't miss the chance to see one of the greatest hitters in the history of the game before he retires. I know you saw him last year, but see it again. And the other one, guys, don't forget, behind the plate for the Cardinals. Albert is doing such crazy things that nobody's talking about Yadi and Molina. And I know he's having a, a down season for yeah. Yadi, but what Yadi has done, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Oh, nine, ten, uh, nine gold gloves, platinum gloves, 
all that, all the energy, like show me another catcher right now that can do that. Yeah, you have the, the young guys hitting the ball and killing the ball. What about catching the ball? What about throwing to second? Yes, I know people don't steal. But what about that? Let's not forget about that part of the game. And what, what Yadi has done over the years, just like what Albert is doing, we're not going to see that. So who, anybody who says that Yadi Molina is not a Hall of Famer, I have a finger for you, but I'm not going to point it because I don't <laughs> want any problem. Well, and well said, Polo. If, if you're not following him, Go follow him, Polo's View on Instagram. Great follow. I follow him there and on Twitter at Polo Asensio. Uh, great follows. He, he, he is fun, and baseball is supposed to be fun, and we advocate yes. that too. So, so Polo, thank you for stopping by for a few minutes, uh, and, and let's do it again because we could talk about Yadier Molina for like an hour too. Dude, dude, we can talk about anything you want. I mean, this is the longest 15 minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Polo, yes, I was, we, we'll, we'll do it again. Thank you again, and, uh, hey, and we'll catch you down the road. See you, see you at Chavez Ravine this weekend, man. It's going to be fun. All righty. There you have it. Polo Asensio, go follow him. You know what? He he is the Mexican Charlie Murphy. You're muted. You're muted. Who? Juan. I am. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, I was just saying Charlie Murphy. Yeah, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Um, he, he's a great follow. So listen, we're, we're, we're up against it because the Dodger game is about to start and we don't want to disrespect our friends at Sportsnet LA. So, uh, do, should we do, should we do predictions real quick? And then, uh, there's something else we have to talk about. I forgot what it is. Forgive me. Well, I, before we go into it, I just want to mention it because Maury Wills passed away. That's what it was. I it has that. been a, a rough, uh, season for the Dodgers, uh, off the field. Yes. I, I mean, they, Maury Wills, Vin Scully, Don Sutton, Mike Brito. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, I, you know what? What's interesting is obviously Maury Wills is, I didn't grow up watching Maury Wills, so it did not have the same effect as, uh, on me as the Vin Scully death did. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of older Dodger fans that were probably, you know, hurt today. Uh, or was it today or was it the other? When did Maury will? He Why passed away feel... uh, yesterday, I believe. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? No, I mean, the master of the stolen base, right? Like if there's one thing you know about about the historical element of baseball, you don't forget that sort of stuff. Obviously, I was way too young to uh, to have seen him play, but, but you hear the lore and it, I mean, it, again, another legend gone. Alicia? Um. I too don't, I didn't grow up watching Maury Wills, but my father definitely, I knew of him and his greatness because he's Maury Wills, right? If you are a generational Dodger fan, someone in your family talked about and knew and revered Maury Wills. So much love and, and prayers to his family. You know, it's still someone's father, son, uh, the sons and daughters hurting, you know, I will say this, this is pretty cool. A little story. We, when I arrived in the Dallas, or I think it was Fort Worth, I arrived at the airport for the Dodgers 2020 World Series. And we had our Dodger gear on. And we're waiting for our uh, luggage because I'm a female and I pack a lot. So I'm waiting for my luggage. And someone walked over and this gentleman started chatting us up. And he's like, do you need a ride to your hotel? Just a super nice guy. And no, he wasn't being creepy, baby, baby. Uh, there were men in our group. Wife. Come to find out he was Maury Will's best friend growing up. So 
So he loved the Dodgers and wanted to show his Dallas hospitality and offered to give us all a ride in his truck to our hotel. So I thought that was pretty cool. He was like, Maury Wills, like just all this love for Maury Wills. And that's the closest interaction I've ever had with. I never got to interview him, anything like that. So, but he is so loved and and he will be missed. And now the Dodgers will wear another patch in his honor. Baby face. Yes. So Maury is just the type of player that you don't see anymore. You know, the guy that bunt for a hit, you know, you'd steal a base. You don't see that type of player anymore. So that's, that's, you know, and he's still, he was still hoping to get into the hall of fame. And I think he will probably eventually get into the hall of fame. You know, sadly he's not with us anymore, but yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that you don't see players like that anymore that kind of just can change the game just, you know, by putting a bunt and you know, stealing some bases. So, so, you know, you know, just, you know, another Dodger lost another one of their, you know, great Dodger player from their history. So, you know, respect to Maury and his family, you know, and he will be missed. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Golden Era Committee, I think it was either 2014, 2015, I do remember this, he only missed by three votes. So by that much, he didn't Did get Ted it. Ted Williams screw him over too? <laughs> so, Another one into the fight club for Juan Ramirez. So real quick, real quick before we do our picks too, we also want to announce we're going to be doing watch parties. Um, That's the thing I was thinking about. It so wasn't, you, you guys will be seeing a link. So basically what you want to do is just go ahead and create an account. It's a free account. Basically just go and sign up. Uh, and, and create your account. And basically what it's going to ask you is, however you watch the Dodger games, there'll be a link on there uh, to put your TV provider. Uh, and so if you watch it on Sportsnet, uh, um, DirecTV, MLB TV, just kind of put in those login credentials so you're logged in. And then basically when we announce a, a watch party, it'll kind of be like this setup. You know, we'll, we'll come in, we'll be talking it's with you virtual. guys. It's a yeah, virtual. It's, 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 yeah, so yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll actually see the game. So, like, where you've seen here, us. We'll all watch it together. And yeah, we'll yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, be, we'll be watching the game. So you'll be able to chat, interact with us. You know, if we have any guests by any chance, you know, we could chat and interact with them as well. So we'll be able to And do we that. will have giveaways. Yes, we'll have giveaways. Yeah. And uh, and then you'll be able to roast Juan Ramirez to his face. <laughs> so maybe we'll do, you know, like a test run maybe next week. And for sure we'll get going for the playoffs for that yes yeah we will and uh apologies i'm not an insensitive piece of shit there's just a lot of stuff going on here right now and we're up oh, against yeah. the time because of the dodgers so i apologize but uh well, so well we didn't do did we, we didn't do picks last week right because no 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 no. we, we didn't do live so so are or can we call it oh no because i don't want anyone to glue yeah yeah so i mean we'll, we'll pick for face. for the series starting friday we'll go from there from this, yeah, this but we Friday. have we have to give babyfaces due no, because all of a sudden babyface is on a streak. So we we didn't acknowledge that he and Alonzo won the last time we did picks, and that tells you how good of a person and, uh, I am. Because I, I, I told I told Alonzo he was going to win because he was picking with me again. So. Wow. The crazy thing is, is Alicia had the same picks as you guys did, and, she, and she changed it at the last minute. Yeah. If she wouldn't have changed. Alicia would be in the lead right now. She would. So here's the update on the standings. Alicia has seven. Alonzo now has seven. I have seven. We have a three-way tie for first place. Not that many games left. Roger, all of a sudden, Babyface has six points. Babyface is one point away from making this a, a four-way tie. And our listeners have four points. So... Listeners, those of you that are on the live right now, please go ahead. We're doing six games. We're doing the three games versus the Cardenales this weekend and then the three games versus the show pods next week. 
So, uh, ladies first, Alicia. So, St. Louis from Friday on is three, and then yeah. in the middle of the week they are in Arizona, right? No, they're in San Diego. San Diego. I'm yeah. sorry, San Diego. I'm tired. Um, so three, three, six. Ah! I'm so confused because it's the end, and they're a machine, and it's like they have to try to lose. They're so good. Um. Let's go four and two. All right. All right. Alonzo? Um, by the way, for those of you that joined us on the live and interacted, thank you. I know it's been a weird Yay, episode to just go around. Uh, shout out to Philip uh, Lopez for, uh, for pointing out that Juan was looking at a mirror talking to Tommy. Yeah. By the way, this was just a complete Dodger Cardinals episode. I, I just want to point that out. I had no clue. The, the unexpected Jack Clark references were fucking great. I didn't expect <laughs> that, but it happened. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> I just love that you could join the podcast and like it's like therapy for some of you. So I hope along with one, you all got a little reprieve. If, if you're tormented by 1985, like Juan is like, I feel like Juan took two steps forward and then took like six back. (laughs) Honestly though, to tell you the truth, I I mean, I, like I said, I didn't know those numbers and looking at that guy, because I'm sure, I mean, if it happened now, he probably would have gotten more shit. Yeah. that he did back yeah. in 1985. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure that that guy got a lot of crap. And, and look, I know it was unjustified, but that is my first memory. Yeah. It's not the Dodgers winning the, first, the winning the World Series. My first memory is it's fucking Jack Clark hitting that home run and Pedro Guerrero throwing his glove. I'm going to throw mean, a battery at you next time yeah. I see you. That's 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 my memory, and that's what makes me realize that any minute something horrible can happen. Like getting a so, battery thrown at you next time I see. You. Well, then we should thank Tom Nittenfuer. We should. Yes, t- shout out to Tom Nittenfuer. Wrapping and... his arms around little Juanito and saying it's all right. <laughs> I'm going it's four and two like, as well. It... Yeah, you're as, going four and two. As an homage to Let It Go, I'm going four and two. All right. <laughs> so it's gonna be four and two across the board. And, and one thing no, noticed, wait, no, no, we don't, we don't know Juan's, we don't know Juan's well, well, real quick, abuse. Are you going to go four and two? Yeah, I'm going to go four and two. Yeah. All right. So then, real quick, real quick. Next time we get Tom, I got to ask him, did you see how he spelled his name? There was an E at the end of his name. I didn't know. I was actually going to there ask if no that's how e. it's spelled. There is no E anywhere else on his uniform, in his stats. So like, did they spell his name wrong? No he wonder never... he's so pissed. Yeah, they've been spelling <laughs> so his way, way to make it awkward. Way to make yeah. it awkward. Now they're going to be like his jersey. <laughs> there was and, no, wait, no room for it. Now, now I understand. Now I understand why Tom's so stoic when people are just giving him the bird as he's walking about. He's like, "Fuck you, my name <laughs> was wrong this entire dude. time." He's a good sport. No, he's he's a great sport. I I I do like how he was just so direct with Juan Juan. <laughs> now, yeah. exactly, he was. He, he totally. He had a no card. He, he was did. ready for was it. Ready. Like, let me break down some numbers right here. <laughs> you didn't even Look, know what was coming like the Astros won. So so here's the thing, right? <laughs> I could play it safe and go four and two like oh you guys. Boy. Oh boy. Because the thing is this, after this week, we're only going to have one last week, and that's going to be winner, winner Wait, take all. I mean, we, we have a three-way tie right now. If... I mean, if I go in a different direction, I could be the odd man out. Uh, so I don't know, man. It's just really hard because I feel like these guys aren't even trying to win games and they're winning. Yeah. They're on the but, <laughs> but they are playing two teams 
that are still playing for something. Because the Cardenales have not clinched yet, and the show pods. Literally, the show pods can beat people. They just can't beat the Dodgers. No, they can't. And, if that, uh, and I mean, it's a push at this point. I mean, they're they're playing for a wild card, right? Give but us your numbers, Juan. Yeah. Give us wait. the numbers. Uh, your best, sir. You know what? Because I'm not scared. I'm going to go three and three. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I was feeling go, a three and three from you. Uh, I was I was actually thinking you were going to go opposite. You know, two and four is what I was thinking. Uh, no, no. And, and the reason why I didn't go two and four is because I'm telling. I mean, they play super sloppy, and then they came back and they won the first game of the doubleheader yesterday. They want to win. It's just in them. It's. Look I mean, the bro, they, 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 did, they didn't even try. <laughs> they, they. That's they what I'm saying. Try. That's the scary thing. They didn't even try that. That was the only thing I wanted to push back on Tom on, but I was like, you know what? You get shit on a lot, Tom. So I'm not going to push back on you on, on disrespecting Julio Diaz and Tyler Anderson is the lack of aces. Cause they are aces. Well, you know, uh, Oscar Basulto joining us on the live here. He, uh, he just came on here because he wants to win a Prince of Darkness mask uh, yes. for Halloween. <laughs> and that would, that would win any scary contest if, you know, yeah. Yeah, answer anything. The, you know what it is? It's just, it's just Juan dressed in Raiders garb. That's all it is. Oh, no, you guys yeah. were really, really quiet when Need and Fear was talking about how the Mets, the Mets scare him. I didn't hear any of you guys chime, I, especially you, Babyface. I didn't hear you go, oh, the Mets. Again. Everybody's talking about how great the Mets are. What did I, I say? Have- I said you are you and Juan are like this. <laughs> like, yeah, like this. <laughs> the reason I did again, the reason I didn't push back on Tom, he gets shit on a lot, and I don't want to shit on him any more than he needs to be shit no. on. Who would have known that Tom Needenfear was my Spider-Man mean? So. Right? <laughs> who, who knew that Tom Needenfear was your service animal? I mean, that's right, what, exactly. That's that's what it came. That's what it amounted to. He he was able to cathartically get you over the hump, Tom. In all seriousness, Tom, I'll, I'll just decide. Uh, you're you're a great sport. Thank you for joining us, man, and, and I hope to have you on. And and like uh, we always say, you never know who's going to show up to the kind of stuff. And I mean, yeah. Juan didn't even know who was showing up yeah, today. So. Yeah, they, part of the show. They kept me out of the loop on this one, folks. So uh, uh, that, if you're that watching, was genuine. If you're watching, we have the uh, I forget what the thing is called that goes across. Uh, Alicia, what's the technical term again? It's the Chiron, right? Or the ticker? Yeah. No, the ticker. the ticker. We decided the ticker. The ticker. The ticker. Uh, the Chiron those... is the static one. That's right. Uh, the, the ticker uh, has all of our Instagram handles and Twitter handles. Go follow us. Uh, and thank you guys for joining us. Those of you that joined us uh, engaging with and the subscribe comments, on YouTube and subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to that link that we're going to put out that I forgot the damn name about already. Uh, playback, I think is the, the name. I'm a, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> and, uh, and, and a huge thanks to believe uh, the believe network for, for carrying all the stuff, putting all the stuff. They put out a nice post yesterday about our hundredth episode. If you don't know, we put out a hundredth episode with Stan Caston, where uh, where where the positive man himself, Juan and I, uh, and and Alicia all talk to uh, Mr. Caston. So go check that out. But thank you to Bet Online for presenting this week's episode. If you head on over to their website today and use our promo code, which is Believe Fifty B L E A V five zero, you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Maybe you should go bet online, Juan, about uh about how you're feeling about your uh. Your predictions there. Let's put put your money with them. I know, right? I I'm going to use my promo code that I get from Believe. There you go. So you should do that. Uh, thanks to them. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to Polo Asensio for uh, for stopping by too. Uh, as always, we uh, we couldn't get him to stop for 15 minutes, so it worked out. It worked out for everyone. <laughs> uh, but we we will catch you down the road and go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. 
for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.